Well, after giving up 70 points last week, the Chicago Bears thought maybe, just maybe, the Denver Broncos could be the team to beat one of the other teams going into this game, 0-3. But of course, the Bears are going to do what the Bears are going to do. Wait a minute, Justin Fields threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception? Oh wait, they actually used DJ Moore appropriately today? What the hell is going on? Ugh. Marvelous one. Please, help me make sense of all this just in this is this the most bears way to lose a game uh, i think it's among the most bears way to lose a game I, it, I think the key moment was of course the fourth down when they didn't want to do the field goal in the tie game but bear in mind with 28 to 7 bears the third quarter of 418 left to go in the third so it, it seemed unlosable i mean after all Fields broke team record by throwing 16 straight consecutive passes, and the only one he, he didn't complete was a, a Hail Mary to end the half. Like you say, 335 yards, 28 from 35, a career day, four TDs, one interception, a 132.7 QB rating, and the announcers were, were making him, uh, putting him in the Hall of Fame just about. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, Herbert did fine. 18 carries, 103 more, like you said, eight for 131 and commit, seven catches for 85. They looked like a formidable team. Uh, compared to the previous three weeks, obviously, against a team that gave up 70 points last week, obviously. So I can't make any sense of it. I mean, I think the announcers said it best when they said that Ibrufus was going to have a lot of questions to answer after this game. And I'm, I'm definitely looking personally at the fourth down. It just reminds me of some, a, a pass situation, didn't we have, with a previous coach who didn't want to kick a field goal with one yard to go. And then they do this lineup where, where they, the sneak would be great. And they, they have the quarterback not at the line of scrimmage. The whole thing doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not a football expert, but I'll tell you this. They definitely are in some serious trouble because this game should absolutely 100% should have been won. And there's no excuse for losing it. Marvin for head coach. Mark my words, guys. George McCaskey, listen to us for once. And Mercado, you are out hiking in the wonderful woods listening to this game trying to enjoy your anniversary, and the Bears just decided to be disgusting and awful to you. I mean, I'm assuming the hot, sticky woods was a million times better than having your hopes up, 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 and then just crushed right away. I'm not sure exactly what Chicago sports fans have deserved to get the last, uh, I don't know, four months of White Sox baseball, the last month of Cubs baseball, and what has now been, what, the last 14 games, what, last 13 games of straight losses for the Chicago Bears. And this is why I'm so glad you guys are giving me this time. And shout out to my lovely wife, Nicole Mancha Mercado, on this anniversary weekend for us. But let's think about it this. You guys have done the stats. You guys talked about the story of this game. Now it's time to be honest. Now it's time to put everything on the table. We asked these guys to answer questions that we gave them after that embarrassing loss against Kansas City. When they had a chance to answer other adversity heading into that game at Arrowhead. But, okay, we saw what kind of absolute dumpster fire of a game that was. Heading into this game, you're coming back home. A get-right game against a bum-ass Denver Broncos team. And you did what you were supposed to for three quarters. Justin Fields and DJ Moore were the talk of the NFL first games. They were the talk of people on social media telling us, are the Bears back? And we all put the caveat. We knew this was the Denver Broncos team, a team that let a team put up nearly 100 points on them. But still, you take care of the teams you're supposed to take care of. And what happened in this game? 
for three quarters, we saw Justin Fields play like an NFL quarterback. He doesn't have to be Justin Herbert. We're not asking him to be the MVP of the league. But for three quarters, the Bears were a good football team. What do good football teams take care of? Bad teams. They win against teams they're supposed to. And in the fourth quarter, when it's time for the coach to have good time management, to make the right play call, when it was on their plate, they failed this team. And we could talk about mistakes made on the field. It's a game. We know that's going to happen. All Marvin and I asked for the entire training camp at the end of last season was to see progression, was to see some type of growth. And for three quarters against a team you're supposed to do it against, we saw it. Whether it's their star wide receiver they gave up a number one draft pick for or the quarterback who's trying to prove himself to try to get that next deal, try to put himself in that high echelon of quarterbacks. And they let him down once again. Play calling let him down once again. Let's talk about really quickly what this team has done to take care of the things they're supposed to take care of. The offensive line played all right today. Again, against a bad Denver Broncos team, we're seeing growth from Darnell, right? But we could check off the list. They did nothing to address the offensive line. What did they do for the front seven of this Bears defense? This is a bad Denver Broncos team. How many times did they get to Russell Wilson? How many times would a sack or a tackle for a loss have changed this game? How many times have we seen it this entire season? And then Chase Claypool, a healthy scratch. This all falls on Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. And now we're supposed to trust them. The Bears team was now 0-4 who drops to this this unbelievable losing streak. We're entrusting them to bring in Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. We're entrusting them because as of right now, one of the good things Ryan Poles has done, you now have the number one and number two draft pick in the NFL. So let me ask you this, Chicago Bears fan, Chicago sports fans, my amazing colleagues around the sports cubicle, after watching this, what should have been an easy Sunday in the woods, like it was for the anniversary of the Mercados, How can you lose this game? And then how can I honestly critique the players where it all came down to one moment where your supervisors, the people who your ownership put in charge, let you down? I think you said a lot of things best there, Mercado. And it definitely does kind of fall to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus here. And we did talk about this last week, how I said Eberflus definitely should be fired here. But Marvin, I'm going to throw it to you because once again, this is what, the third week in a row where our defensive coordinator is Matt Eberflus because once again, we don't need a defensive coordinator, but let's see, you know, 17 points. The Denver Broncos scored 31 points. Going into this game, I didn't know how Vance Joseph had a job. That was my number one. This week, I don't know how Matt Eberflus has a job. And the fact that he's still making the defensive play calls three weeks in a row against giving up way more points than this team deserves. I mean, Marver, try to make sense of this right now. Okay, yeah. Obviously, you were talking about the defensive coordinator for Denver who's overseeing a team that gives up 70 points. So how, how does he keep his job, right? But this, I mean, this was not on the players, this loss at all. Um, I mean, our number one draft pick, Darnell Wright, you know, it, is, is stuck out as making a couple foolish mistakes that cost if you look at the game, but he can't be singled out. Uh, the defense obviously was unable to. They did a great job <laughs> for three quarters, and then all of a sudden they couldn't stop the running game, and they couldn't stop the you know the, the, the you know then the key play of course was the the, the, the fumble that, that was drawn in, that was into the end zone by a former teammate of Mr. Fields at Ohio State, and it was just very very unfortunate. 
because that was the, it was basically the end there. It was a very, very bad when 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 Fields fumbled the ball and Jonathan Cooper ran it in um, for 35 touchdown to tie the game uh, with you know with still 7:05 left in the game and uh, then they let the Will Lutz kick the field goal with a minute 51. They still had time left and you know it, it's just the way it works. They do it and then they and then they could march down the field. Look like they're doing pretty well and then there's the interception. So it's it's just obviously frustrating. I mean, it's but it's, but you know you got to be a Chicago sports fan uh, to, to understand this. You, you know, there's just enough suffering. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, to be, you know, in religion you got to do suffering. So I guess as a Chicago sports fan, you, <laughs> you have to do suffering. I mean, look look at the whole hundred losses, White Sox. Let's not die. And and you know what? I'm going to look at. The days, the, the 2003 Bartman, 1984 Durham, Suzuki with <laughs> staring at the sun, with with Cody standing right behind him <laughs> in Atlanta. Oh, my God, they're going to finish a game out of the playoffs. I can't take this anymore. Help me. And let me ask you guys something, because this is what's driving me crazy, and I've talked about this for the last few weeks. What the X factors, right, the intangibles, the things that you can't put on a stat sheet, right? And, Marver, we're talking about how, you know, uh, say Suzuki, right? It's one mistake, one little thing happens, one one inch to the left or right, and it changes your entire season. And those X factors are supposed to be mitigated or supposed to be exposed and heightened by your coaching staff. Let me ask you guys this, right? What has Matt Eberfoods or Luke Getze, anybody in this coaching staff, what have they done to elevate to highlight any of these players' strengths. Every every play that the Bears, let's say, for example, that, that Justin Fields touchdown, where he did that juke and jive and was coming backwards and found Khalil Herbert into the end zone, that was not a play drawn up by Luke Getze. That was just Justin Fields being a baller. Cole Komet was the one making adjustments on his routes. Now, the play seems to be a little bit more cohesive, but again, you're playing against a bad Denver team, so I'm going to put part of it to these players are just better than, than what Denver's defense was. But I got to ask you guys this, looking down the barrel, and uh, Marvin, you correct me, but I believe it's Washington on Jeff, Jeff Bezos' channel, then it's Minnesota and Chargers Raiders or Raiders Chargers. You have a chance that you're not going to win any of these games. You're going to lose the next four. And I don't think Matt Eberflus does anything and has done anything to highlight or to do anything special when he was a defensive specialist. And like you brought up, Devin, this is the guy now running the defense. So is he too now fixated or too distracted to get a hold of his offense when you're giving up 17 points? No, I'm sorry. That's happening on his watch anyway. Devin, do you think that he's done anything to make this team any better? Uh, yes, he has given the players the opportunity to call out his him and say that the coaching staff is not working for them as we now have Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and Chase Claypool all saying that here. And I mean, if that proves that this team is comfortable to talk to the media about, you know, the garbage that's going on behind the scenes, I really would like to see how the sausage is being made with the Chicago Bears team because we're getting the same garbage every week, even when we put up a good, you know, performance like we did today, other than the fourth quarter, those last few plays, as Marver was saying. But Matt Eberflus, I did not like him last year. I don't even like him more this year. He has done nothing to help this team only hurt. And I'll say it again. When he said, this team doesn't need a defensive coordinator, good. No one's going to ever come be defensive coordinator on the Chicago Bears with this guy in charge. I want him gone as soon as yesterday, Mercado. He has done nothing to help this team. He is just such a wishy-washy garbage. Every time he answers questions, it doesn't seem like he is heads fully there. 
it, it doesn't even seem like he has the generic answers, you know, that Matt Nagy had they pause back pocket over and over and over again. But there is nothing Matt Eberflus has done to help this team. You know, I thought for sure when we got rid of Matt Nagy and uh, who's the last GM? I'm blanking on his name right now. Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace. Thank you. I thought for sure. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is the second coming. This is the rebirth. Here we go. We're going to get a Bears team. We got Justin Fields. We have the franchise quarterback finally. And we have someone unlike Jay Cutler actually gives a you-know-what about the game and his performance here. It's about damn time. And then we get Matt Eberflus in here. And he's on his second season. And I'm just wondering, did the McCaskey give this guy money to tank the team? I really don't know how he still has a friggin' job here anymore. This is just getting depressing as it could be right now. I think that's the ambulance going off right now because we need to go <laughs> save uh, Marver from the sickening performance he saw today. But no, this guy has done nothing to help this team. He's only done to hurt. And quite frankly, unlike Matt Nagy, I don't see Eberflus having a job anywhere after the Bears give him the boot. But knowing the Chicago Bears... He'll be here next year because loyalty. Hey, man, Maggie is a genius. Look at how about the offensive performance by Kansas City last week. He's the other uh, you know coordinator what? there. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You're <laughs> not doing this. Bears 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 Bears. Bears. Uh, you, you, we're not doing that. No, the Bears do not fire their coach in the middle of the season. We did the analysis. I think. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many times where it should have happened. And by the way, you are kind of correct. They had Washington, Minnesota at home, then Vegas at home, and then at L.A. Chargers. And, and I mean, CBS, I, I enjoyed hearing Andrew Catalan, the different take on, on the Bears. You know, it's good to hear some different voices. And probably Fox is glad not to have had this game, which is only the case when there's an AFC team, I believe, uh, you know, on the road. That's the way it used to be anyway. So it was nice to hear a different set of voices. And, and they showed Ryan Poles you know, celebrating in, in, in his private skybox. So it was, it was it was all upbeat. It was very happy. I mean, it was it was a, it was a great first half. It was the, you know it was like the, the it's beautiful. We're going to go fourteen and three and go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Mar- hey, Marver, you know who's going to be a really angry man on Thursday though? It's going to be Al Michaels when he has to call oh. a Washington Chicago oh. game. Oh, that that man is going to be angry and upset. Yeah, you know it's too bad that they don't have a uh, the ability to switch the game like all like you know <laughs> like like uh, NBC and ESPN do now. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we weren't able to switch this game. Uh, I'm going to give Devin the chance to take us home, but I want to remind everybody to make sure that they follow us all over the universe. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Make sure you guys check us out on. YouTube, if you want to see the video version of all our breakdowns and segments, interviews, and all the fun stuff, we're on YouTube at The Sports Cubicle. Just search us at Sports from the Couch for everywhere else in the universe. Of course, we're on SoundCloud and Spotify. Just search WCPT 820 or Heartland Radio Signal and look for The Sports Cubicle as we every single week are here to break down a Chicago Bears nightmare as they fall to the Denver Broncos 28-31. to Their record now going to 0-4. And they have a date on Thursday night football against the Washington Commanders. And, Devin, I'll give it to you to bring us on home on this post game here on the Sports Cubicle with the Marvelous One, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, and myself, Mike Mercado. As frustrating as it is, there were some things to look and put on the positive column, whether you're a DJ Moore fan, whether you're a Darnell Mooney fan, a Cole Komet fan, a Justin Fields fan, to see some speed bursts from Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert. I think if you're somebody who believes this coaching staff was a mistake from day one, 
this to solidify it. I think Ryan Poles has made some good stuff, has done some bad stuff, but this is now one of the most frustrating bear seasons I've ever been a part of, whether it's covering as somebody who does broadcasting or who is just a fan. And we're going to be here to make sure we are with each and every one of you as your therapeutic Sunday night sessions. Devin, bring us on home, buddy. Uh, This game, uh, the middle at least, did not feel as depressing to watch as all the other ones here. Uh, We'll be covering Thursday night, don't you worry, when the Commanders somehow remind the Bears that they are just as bad as they thought they were. And (laughs) I'm just going to end it on this, guys. Bear down. All the way down.